Hello, mom friends, and welcome to the Motherhood Undieted podcast. My name is Jillian Yuan. I'm a mom, intuitive eating and body acceptance coach for moms, former mom and baby nurse, and recovering perfectionist. This podcast is real talk for real moms about accepting our ever-changing bodies, developing freedom with food, raising body-confident kids, letting go of mom guilt, and the joys and challenges of all things motherhood. So grab yourself a cup of coffee, or in my case, warm it up, and let's have a real mom chat. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 9 of the Motherhood Undieted Podcast. I'm your host, Jillian Yuan, non-diet mom coach. This week, we're going to talk about challenging the food police. You may wonder what the food police is. Well, the food police monitor the unreasonable rules that dieting has created and can be internal and or external in nature. Challenging and chasing the food police away is a critical step in returning to intuitive eating. In order to chase the food police away, we must first examine our thoughts about the foods that we demonize or forbid ourselves and then reframe the thoughts so that it's more realistic. I have a very applicable story to uh, tell you with my experience of the food police. As you listen to it, I'd like you to try and identify where the food police are. Are they internal, external? Some of it may be pretty obvious, but some of it may also be a little bit more nuanced. So a few years ago, gluten and sugar were my enemies. Maybe you've been there or maybe you're there right now. Back then, I was deeply into the wellness culture and wellness diet culture, along with many of my friends, but I didn't know it at the time. Wellness culture is similar to diet culture, except the goal of food restrictions and toxin avoidance is for the supposed health benefits of of avoiding them. This time in particular, I was doing a candida cleanse, which is avoiding at least gluten, sugar, and dairy. And I had been doing this for six months at the advice of my naturopath. This particular time, my friend Jessica and I were heading to a women's retreat in the mountains. Jessica was even more into wellness culture than I was, but I didn't realize just how much further she was in until this retreat. I was looking forward to some rest and relaxation with my girlfriends, and especially not having to cook for anyone for three whole days. The first morning at breakfast, there was a wonderful spread of croissants, fruit, eggs, and other delightful foods. It smelled cozy and comforting amongst the fireplace crackling and the amazing mountain view. But on a side table were some blueberry muffins marked GF. Ah, gluten-free. I forgot that I had checked the special diet box on the registration form. So it was a tiny, dried, gluten-free blueberry muffin for me for breakfast. But I was secretly thinking that if there were any croissants left over, I would maybe have one after. So as we were eating our breakfast, my friend Jessica says to me, Jillian, it's too bad you can't eat gluten because these croissants are amazing. And right then and there, the emotions of shame for wanting the croissant 
and embarrassment for my friend announcing to the table that I'm not supposed to eat gluten washed over me and my hopes for a leftover croissant were dashed because the last thing I wanted was for Jessica to see that I was cheating on my candida cleanse. Fast forward a few months later, and I had had it with any cleanses, diets, or wellness diets. At the time, I also had an eating psychology coach that I had been working with who had slowly and gently been poking holes in the various wellness diet strategy my naturopath had been recommending me and charging me greatly for. I had also come across a documentary on TV about the food sensitivity test popular among naturopaths, of which I've taken many, and that they were actually not very accurate and didn't accurately measure food sensitivities. Between my coach and this documentary, I had enough information to become ready to explore letting go of my wellness diet and finding out what life could look like when I truly trusted myself with food and trusted my body. So I started the intuitive eating journey. When it came to quieting the food police and making peace with food, I was scared. I didn't know what would happen if I let myself eat all the forbidden foods I had listed. But I also knew I couldn't keep living and eating the way I had been. I hated food at the time, and I hated preparing meals. I was miserable. I hated food, and I was taking it out on my family. So I got started. Just as I was turning my mind towards allowing myself to eat all foods and not judging myself for eating any of them, because remember, food is neither good nor bad. I was actually thrown into a situation where I had a choice. I could either be the food police for myself and my family by insisting on going to two different pizza places in a different city during a snowstorm so that I could get the gluten-free pizza that I wanted, or I could let go of my food rule and eat the same as my family. I chose to let go, and that was the first pizza night I actually enjoyed with my family, but it certainly hasn't been the last. So since I hadn't died from eating regular glutinous pizza and the world hadn't ended, I decided to embark on making peace with my forbidden foods through the habituation process. The most important forbidden food I chose to make peace with Well, you guessed it, it was croissants. Going through the mindful eating process, using all of my five senses to eat the croissants slowly, I discovered a few things about my relationship with croissants and why my friend's comment had bothered me so much. First, the croissants reminded me of my time in France when I was about 15 and it was a fond memory. I loved a fresh crispy croissant that I could unwind from the center and have fresh jam and cheese with it. Second, I love the feeling of being in France and being in a European country, sitting at a cafe, people watching. Third, I don't need a certain food to remember my time in France. And last, if I choose to have a croissant in my hometown, they're definitely not as good as in France, and they're absolutely better when they're warmed up. I realized that when my friend told me I couldn't have a croissant, it felt like I was being denied a food that reminded me of a wonderful time. 
Now I buy croissants on occasion and I enjoy the memory of France. Sometimes both of them together and sometimes one at a time. So were you able to pick out the food police in my story? Some of them were pretty obvious. Definitely my friend Jessica for pointing out that I wasn't supposed to be eating gluten. Also my naturopath, even though she had the best intentions with my background of disordered eating, it was not the best fit for me to have extra restrictions put on my eating. And of course, there was myself. I was my own internal food police. I had shame and embarrassment if I was caught eating food that I forbid myself. And then not only that, but did you notice how I was the food police for my family? Once I realized what it felt like to have somebody tell me that I shouldn't be eating a food, in my example with the croissant, I realized what impact I was having on my family and on the stress of my family at mealtimes by being my own food police and also their food police. Once I realized that and let go of that, my enjoyment of my family and mealtimes with my family skyrocketed. So I have a few questions for you. Where do your food police reside? Are they internal or external? Do you judge yourself as good or bad for eating certain foods or eating a certain way? Would it be possible to start seeing food as just food with no moral value attached to it? What aspect of your life have you been missing out on because of your food rules or forbidden foods? If you have a moment, jot down the answers to these questions and also start noticing and listing any foods that you either have placed a rule around, such as I can only have certain food on Fridays, or if I eat a certain food, then I must work out afterwards to work it off. And as you start noticing these, definitely jot them down and become aware of them. Once you're more aware of them, start questioning your thoughts around those. In episode three of this season, I talk a lot about health at every size, which can help you start questioning what you've heard from diet culture around certain foods that you have been denying yourself. Um, For me, the way I started questioning the food police was I had to gain evidence first. And that came from my eating psychology coach and also from the documentary about the food sensitivity tests. And that was enough information to get me really thinking about whether my thoughts were true or not, and to help me start reframing them so that I could move forward into the habituation process of having peace with food. So that's all I have for you today. This may have seemed short and sweet, But I really do hope that my story helps you to see how these things can impact your life and how to become free of them. And becoming free of the food police has been an amazing experience for me. And it's it's lifted a lot of stress right off of my shoulders. So have a wonderful week, everyone. And please remember that you are worthy. You are worthy of food of love, and of respect. Have a wonderful day. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope it was helpful for you. 
If you did find it helpful, please be sure to share and rate this podcast so other moms can know how about it and benefit from it as well. For more information on how to work with me, head to my website, www.jillianyuan.com or my Instagram or Facebook pages at Jillian Yuan Mums. You can also book a free discovery call with me to learn more about either my postpartum body respect program for recently postpartum mums or my mum mealtimes and mindset program for mums who are further along in their motherhood journey. Please note that the topics discussed in this episode are meant for information purposes only and are not meant to diagnose or treat any physical or mental health conditions. Please seek the advice of your healthcare practitioner before implementing any health or psychological strategies mentioned in this podcast. By listening to this podcast or using the resources provided in the notes, you agree that Jillian Yuan and her guests will not be held liable for any adverse effects you may experience by implementing information discussed in this or other episodes of the Motherhood Undieted podcast. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to having another Real Mom Chat with you next week on the Motherhood Undieted podcast. Have a great week, everyone. See you soon.